Blog Talk Radio. Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to PGN. It's Tuesday evening. This is Deborah with you tonight. Good to be here. It is June, July 18th. God bless you for being here. And uh, thank you for joining us. So I hope everyone had a good holiday. I know I missed for the fourth. And then I had a commitment on my calendar last week. So um, it was good to gather um, um, in outside places. (laughs) But it's good to be back. Let me tell you that. So um, I'm thankful to be here this evening. And God bless you all. Um, so I want to talk about, it's funny, so I, was just look, I just thought of something at the last minute, I was looking up on my book, but I was, I wanted to talk about dreams, and I've been wanting to do it for a while, and um, I never did pull out my um, dream books from when we moved, but what I came across was some interesting information about dreams and how they correlate with both scripture and then just even science, like how scientists discovered how our brains and somewhat of our sleep patterns work and how they're really not even sure. So it's fascinating how the things overlap and cross over and how God uses them and science is discovering what God is using in our brains, right? Because our brain is very complex organ and they can't, I don't even know if they can really comprehend all of that either. Um, But, you know, they um, do studies, you know, when they, say, um, I don't want to talk about that part of it. <laughs> All of it's interesting to me, so I don't want to get off, off um, track here. So let's pray before we start. Father, we thank you for this time together, Lord. We thank you for your goodness and your care and your steadfast love that endures forever, God. We, we hold on to you, Lord. We look to you. We're grateful for all that you've done. And you continue to do. We, we want to um, come into agreement, Lord, on earth, uh, what we see our Father doing and saying, and also um, coming up under as a fountain under your prayers that Jesus is praying and interceding and lead us on paths where we can help reconcile um, people's souls that need to be reconciled unto you, God. Give us words of um, truth and peace and assurance um, that awaken people's faith, Father God. We ask you to do this, Lord, and um, thank you for using us as ministers to minister your grace and your power, your light, and your goodness, Lord, to, to all those around us, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. And be with us here this evening. Thank you for ministering here in this place with your presence and with your power this evening. Amen. Well, um, I was going to say why I was praying, I realized something. Uh, You know how when they say Jesus only did what he's seen his father doing or even what he spoke to him and whatnot? And sometimes we might see um, a picture of something, like, and I want to say this, I was, uh, we were getting ready to go to church, and like on Saturday, and yeah, I think it started Friday, maybe Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 
I just kept seeing a picture of where we were going to sit in a church service, but no words. I just seen us sitting in a certain section about three quarters of the way back. And, um, and then when we walked in, I walked, I, well, I mentioned to John, Hey, I think we're supposed to sit in this section. I don't know. I'm like, the Lord's not saying anything, but then I heard that verse, you know, that Jesus did what he saw his father doing. I'm like, well, if this is what I'm seeing, then this is what I need to be doing. So I just want to say that sometimes we don't, we don't hear words or any instruction or any dialogue, but we're seeing it. And so I took the steps of obedience. So John absolutely was 100%. I said that absolutely we need to sit there. So when we walked in, there was actually someone sitting there, and then another lady was sitting two row, but they were just like chatting on the aisles. And so um, she said, oh, do you want to sit here? I'm not sitting here. I'm just chatting. You know, we're just talking. I said, oh, okay, yeah, because I was thinking that's exactly the row I was thinking, you know. And so um, – Anyway, you know, John's like, well, which seat do you want? You know, so we sat down. So then I realized this gal sat in front of us, and I ended up talking to her. It was just a um, – I've only met her in passing. Well, we had a good conversation, and it was – I felt like it was just, like, meant to be that that's why we sat there is to have this conversation um, that I had with her. So whatever that means and whatever doors – um, and process that that opens, um, you know, but that was uh, like a step of faith, right? Obedience and steps of faith. So here we go on the brain. Okay, so it says here, I'm going to read part of this um, from this book and then some of these verses. And so I was saying to myself, because I wanted to do this, um, I was thinking about this last week, and then I thought about it <clears throat> on Monday, <clears throat> excuse me, on Monday, uh, what to share. And I was like, you know what, I really want to go back and share about uh, the dreams and some of this information that I discovered. And lo and behold, last night I had a dream, which was, I found that unusual because um, maybe confirmation, but also unusual because I haven't had a really a dream in a long time, but we'll talk a little bit about that as well. So here we go. Get a little water, lemon water. Okay. It says um, from this, this book, which is a Christian um, worldview, um, so we still don't know for sure why we must sleep. So isn't this interesting? Science hasn't discovered why we must sleep. And that's a study done in uh, 2010. What we do know is that following prolonged periods of sleep deprivation, our behavior becomes very bizarre. We can suffer from hallucinations. Our ability to respond appropriately to the environment is severely um, embedded. And we might eventually experience serious health problems and in most severe of which is death. So there's not been any experiments conducted with human subjects um, that directly um, that are sustainable with the suspicion because of this, because although, um, because they found that with sleep deprivation in animals sometimes leads to death. So this is why they did not, they do not produce extensive studies in humans because they're not getting good results 
even in the animals. So there are several, several theoretical explanations for sleep. So one theory, and these are interesting here. So one theory maintains that it is necessary to repair our psychological damage and to maintain um, body and mind in good working order. Another theory speculates that sleep is an adaptive mechanism that's useful and which lies in the fact that hidden sleeping animals are less likely to be preyed upon, particularly if their sleep cycles correspond with um, predator cycles. So in some ways, but it's interesting that why we are not animals because we are created in the image of God. The um, the likeliness of the patterns is to protect us, right? He doesn't want us out in darkness, right? We're children of the light. And so that's where we're most productive is when we're in the light. It also appears reasonable to suppose sleep might have been created as a system for conserving energy. Some researchers also suggest that a select few stages of sleep, especially the REM or the REM sleep, is important for consolidating memories and perhaps for resting important neutral systems. So this is interesting in the function of our brain because as research suggests that sleeping gives resting neurons the opportunity to repair damage done to them throughout the day. And, you know, when I read this, I just thought even while we were sleeping, we were so fearfully and wonderfully made that even while we rest, God is at work within us. His, we, you know, it is the systems and the structures that he's created are at work within us to be restorative and to, um, to be reconciling, even in our brain and these neurons. It says, furthermore, there's evidence to suggest that sleep gives the body the opportunity to get rid of any damage and neurons that are beyond repair. So isn't that interesting? Um, he's just keeping all things fresh and lovely. Hold on one second. And preserving us. Oh, okay. Okay, no problem. That's okay. All right. <laughs> okay, just checking things out there. Okay. Um, so, so what's interesting, okay, so the REM, if anyone who, you know, because of the Fitbit thing on your arms is very, or Apple watches, I don't know, maybe there's more technical means uh, to do this, tracking your sleep. But if you track your sleep, they say that your REM, your REM sleep, is you're supposed to have at least 20% of REM sleep. And all the sleep patterns, the deep sleep and the light sleep, they all have their process in which they're helping to restore and eliminate things with your body. So as you are sleeping and resting, your body is still at work because the Lord if the Lord, you know, has us, has the systems and the structures working to be restorative in our nature, even as we rest. So we need to know that even our bodies are at work helping us uh, when we are sleeping and when we are resting. And they were showing us that even 
in the state that we are in when we actually dream, we are in a state where um, even though it's our deepest sleep, part of our deep sleep, as I believe I'm remembering this correctly, and, and the sleeping, but our heart rate and our body temperature um, and all the other phys- physical functions are most similar to when we are awake. So this is what I find interesting is that the very – place in which the systems and the structures within our bodies, because they're fearfully and wonderfully made, that God would speak dreams to us in a state, okay, where we're not moving, but it's the state where we are most awake. So, so he wants us to remember, and he's giving us information and imparting um, depths and secrets and instructions and clarity and sometimes it's us right you ever have a dream where like that's exactly how you felt about the person and that's how it was in your dream as well sometimes um, you know sometimes I felt I've felt conviction over something or some person because in the dream like you see it for the clarity for what it is like it's mirrored back to you in some way um, you know, and just to pray through that. But, um, you know, so some of it can be our own, yes. Um, but also God, God illuminating his light and revealing the truth into it, right? So it's not just our subconscious, although God, God owns our conscious and our subconscious, right? He has it all. And, um, but he speaks and reveals. Only he can reveal that to us, okay? No scientists because... People have um, really criticized people who have done that. Of they all, yeah, of all the stuff that they brought forth and the reason, anyways. Okay, <laughs> I don't want to go off on that um, for a second here. Okay, so 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 our bodies. Why we're at rest? To go back here. While our bodies are at rest, they're restoring themselves. So contrary to some beliefs, everybody dreams. This is what they're saying, but not everybody remembers their dreams with equal clarity. In fact, most people remember only a small portion of what they dream. When women, uh, with women remembering their dreams more often than men. Okay. Okay. So interesting. In many cases, eye movements during dreams appear to scan dream objects. It is though dreamers are looking at the dream scene are the objects for which they are reaching. Okay? So in the science here, some of them are saying that um, us psychologists are not certain why we dream, nor can we easily investigate effects of not dreaming because doing so requires the um, interruption of sleep and any observed effect could as well be due to sleep deprivation as to dream deprivation. So still they have, they only have a number of dream theories because they can't do this study, which I think is so interesting because you, you want to know why, because in the last days we are going to dream dreams and have visions and there's a preservation and God is preserving this for centuries. They have not been able to do this. And to correlate this and to tap into this, they've only had theories, um, right? 
And it's because this belongs, the things that belong, you know, the mysteries of the Lord belong to the mysteries of the Lord. And it's interesting how far he'll let them go, and then they're cut off. (laughs) I think mainly a lot that reiterates what he is doing and then through our dreams. But also the times and the seasons belong to him. And he declared that he would be revealing things in dreams in the last days. So we need to be paying attention to our dreams more and more and discovering more and more. Because I, you know, um, I went from a couple of dream books and a couple of dream books with symbols and recognitions and symbols and recognitions that were increasing, increasing, increasing. And then I really invested in this larger book because I thought, well, I need more information for me to discover more and to find out more. And now I'm realizing that even um, even within the last few years, uh, maybe three years, that some of the symbols and what I'm dreaming and the relation to them, they're just not, they're not even in this book. I don't know if there's an updated version of this book from Barbie. I can't think of her name. But uh, so we're learning, right? We're always learning and grasping more and more and seeking the Lord um, about it and asking him so the Lord gives the interpretation. So we do need to ask the Lord and ask the Holy Spirit. So um, we already talked about the unconscious part. So there is another theory in dreams that, um, and this is scientific, if you will, that we're going to move to the biblical, um, suggests that when we dream, our brains often fire in ways highly um, like they might fire when we're awake um, to an actual threat. So some theories are saying that um, there is that the dreams sometimes are um, that we're practicing a variety of flight and fight responses. So that's the theory, and that our brains are firing off. But I do believe that they are working and functioning as if we were awake. Remember, there was the other aspect I just talked about just a few minutes ago. Um, dreams can be cognitive tools. They have a, um, on our attention. This suggests by studies the partial and temporary dream um, deprivation of waking individuals on the onset of the REM periods. The absence of dreams explains the individual finds it difficult um, to attend to reality upon awakening. Okay. Um, so any, okay. So basically, what I was just saying is that when they did studies on animals, they were showing that they monitored what their activity was during the day and how then they slept. They were saying that the patterns of sleep um, suggested the same patterns as when they were awake. So they're saying it's like a cognitive tool. So even though some of our dreams we may not remember, it could very well be that because of the structures and the systems, how God's created us and um, shaped us and formed us, these could be tools that are being processed without our knowing it for our benefit as well, right? So there's that redemptive side or that um, he's like redeeming the neurons and recycling them 
and healing them and getting rid of the ones that are damaged, even while we're resting. But he also could be using tools um, tools for us cognitively that help us, whether we remember those dreams or not. And that could be some of the cycling through as well. And then another uh, theory from scientists, if you will, is that uh, we confront difficult and surprising emotions and perhaps learn how to deal with them. So dreams allow us to think through our emotions. And that's what I was saying earlier. Did you ever have a dream about something how, but that and even in your dream, that's how you really felt about something <laughs> or that's how you really felt about a thing or a person. Um, and it's revealed to you in a different manner where you have to like almost take accountability for your own um, thoughts and actions before the Lord. So um, so some of it's resolution, but we see the spirit of God in it, right? So what does the Bible say as if there are evidence of dreams throughout the Bible, which we know that, right? And so... Um, and that, uh, let's see, uh, we, we see God uses dreams as a form of communication with his people and to further do his work on earth, both on an individual level and for a collective of people, the nation of Israel. Excuse me, the nation of Israel and the bordering church and the followers of Christ. So it's at large, individually and at large. Um, we, we know we see Joseph. Uh, regarding his own future, he interprets interprets dreams um, and preparations for things to come. Um, and then the new Joseph um, came, a dream came to another Joseph in the New Testament, the earthly stepfather of Jesus, via an angel and a dream to warn him of the death plots of the child of Jesus. That's heavy. That would be a heavy dream. Um, right, let me see. And you know, uh, I was just thinking the third Joseph that we see was the one who prepared the tomb. Remember, he had the place for Jesus. And he purchased the place or the tomb for his burial. So we see three different Josephs in scripture there that are really bringing the preservation of the life and the death and the resurrection um, of Christ. So praise God for that. Okay. Um, He also warned them to take them so that they might leave. And then so the Bible describes how God's spirit will be manifested in the last days, and um, one of those is through dreams, right? So pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see the visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. So this is a last day event, last day, last days. Uh, And I think God was confirming that, when it was just um, on my heart, just impressed upon me uh, to share about this. And maybe this is like more in a studious way. I don't know. But then last night in giving me a dream, which I really hadn't had a dream in a while. And I do think that it is 
um, it's probably been a couple months that I actually remembered maybe uh, more so bits parts of the story um, but um, just as a confirmation I should just say that like this is like almost confirming the dream aspect to that. Okay, so sleep and dreams are discussed throughout the Bible. A good night's sleep is often hard to come by, especially when we worry or stress. Um, so Proverbs 3, Psalm 4, Proverbs 3.21, Joel 2.28, Genesis 4.8, Daniel 7.1. Okay. Dream conversion. Okay. So that's where I want to stop there. And then let me share a dream with you that I had. Um, not the one last night because I'm still looking for <laughs> the symbols and the interpretation. And so um, I'm not sure. I think there's some parallels in there um, because there was a name of a a person, but that also that name was a city as well. Um, so I'm just trying to, um, I just need to give that a little bit more time uh, with the Lord and to kind of figure out what all that means and where to find the information that I need to do that. Okay, so back and uh, this is a night of um, they did ministry. I think I had did ministry school this year, 2016. And the ending of it, there was a prayer. And um, there, uh, I don't know, this is a worship service, a night of worship. It's just worship happening at the end. And so that night I had a dream, okay? So what happened was in this dream, let me get rid of these papers. Um, in, the, in this dream, I was like in this house, older house, and it was like all these, um, they were maybe like twin mattresses from head to toe kind of a thing were lined up against the wall. And I was standing on the bed, but there were other people there. So there was a shooter in the house, okay? And he was shooting with a rifle, just, I mean, littering the walls with um, bullets. And all the people were running, okay? All these people were run. We're all running in the same direction. Like if you ran from head to toe for the bed, that's how they were lined up. And so it felt like it was hard to run in my dream because of the traction, like, of running across the mattress. And there were all these other people. And people were literally falling down. And I just had to keep looking because they were being shot or wounded or even dying. And I was just running as fast as I could and trying to be like, this is, feels difficult to run. And at one point, I thought I got hit with a bullet or wounded 
And when I got to the end of, I was hardly um, at at one point, like about one third into it, there wasn't very many people running alongside of me because so many of them got hit, they fell out. And so as I was running, I know that I was thought, oh God, this is making me more of a target to be hit. Like, going to be easier and just the shooting and shooting and shooting and just hearing you know the you know and the and the bullets and the um and running and and I was so surprised I just kept running but sometimes I was like I'm so surprised I haven't been hit yet like I don't know how this is not happening but I just haven't been hit and um and then again at one point I thought it was grace but I wasn't and I just kept going and then, um, you know, as I'm, after I had seen the others were wounded, okay, um, I, at the end, the shooting had stopped, and I, I was not shot. Um, so, and I felt like the shooter was going to second guess where I would go to, to hide next, like I was kind of doing whatever, and, um, but he still did not um, locate me. And then I looked or could, did not hit me with this rifle. So I looked at the wall and the wall, and I think I talked about this dream, but I didn't have the paper in front of me when I did, but I looked at the wall. The wall was littered with bullet holes, just like littered with bullet holes. And I was like, I, I am amazed that I did not get hit. I cannot, I, mean, I cannot, I don't know how that happened, but I didn't get hit at all uh, or wounded. And then I thought to myself, I wonder how many times he shot at me. And then I heard, I heard like 126, 118, something like that. Okay, listen, so I looked up Proverbs 1.8 and Proverbs 11 for the 118. Uh, Proverbs 1.8 says, these men lie in wait for their own blood. They ambush only themselves. And I know the Lord was telling me. He protected me. He was guarding, supernaturally guarding me. And whatever the ambush was, they were only ambushing themselves. Where they thought they were doing something, you know, to take others out. Um, no. God, God's seen the motive and the purpose and the intent. And it's only going to come against them. Proverbs 11.8, the righteous person is rescued from trouble and it falls on the wicked instead. That's what it says in Proverbs 11.8. And then Ephesians 1.18 says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glory and inheritance to his holy people. And so I'm thankful for that. Not only in the dream did he preserve me and protect me and carry, but then he shows me in his word that that is exactly what he did. You know, I, I just want to read something to you. I want to read Hebrews um, 1, 3. It says, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. Hold on a second. I'm going to read this in let me read this in a different version. That's the New King James Version. That's not what I want to read it in. I'm going to read it in the... Um, I think it says it better because we know the power of God's word. Uh, the New American... Is that right? 
Okay, yeah, the, the American Standard Version. And he is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature and upholds all things by the word of his power. And this is true. There's power in his word, the word of his power, even his spoken word. He upholds even the universe. Okay? So, um yeah, one version says he, he upholds all things, but he upholds even the universe. He spoke creation. He spoke it into existence by the power of his word. So his word comes forth like this in dreams. When you get a word on a word, <laughs> right, because your dream is a word of the Lord, but then he, he gives you scripture over it. It's a word on it. He's upholding you by his power. Um, and sending it forth. So this is one reason why I did want to make sure that I spoke this forth, because of the power of his word. And then in the latter part of the dream, there was a young man there, or a young brother, or a young man, um, and he came up to me, and he said, um, um, he asked me to pray for his mom's healing, okay? But he, he was the same man that was shooting at me, the same man who was shooting at me came up to me um, and asked, asked, um, and I and I said, um, if I pray for healing for your mom, will you promise to stop shooting at me? <laughs> I don't know. And he said yes. And so then I held his mom's hand. She was sitting in a chair around this table. I just grabbed a hold of her hand, and I can't not remember if it was my right hand or my left hand, but I will tell you, as encouragement for you when you have a dream, remember details, specific details, and write that down. So I held her hand. I held his mom's hand. Um, she was in the house, but there, also there was many people. They were gathered around. There was a gathering that was taking place. She was sitting down at a, at a round table. Um, and she was in a chair, just a regular, like, kitchen-type chair with no arms on the chair, right? Just this thing you would push up underneath on the table. So I grabbed her hand, and I prayed. So it was hand-to-hand. She looked me square in the eye. And, um, and so as I was praying, I had her hand, and I was praying for her. And she looked me square in the eye, and then she fell over, like, in the chair and everything. Like, she fell off the chair, and the chair kind of, like, tipped over, right? Like, she was slain in the spirit. So I continued to pray, and this is the part I didn't know this, but I continued to pray to call forth the right counts in her blood numbers, and I rebuked cancer from her. And um, I felt the spirit praying through me, even in my dream. It was very powerful. I felt this. And then I also felt in the spirit it was done and it was going to be taken care of. And I declared that to the people around me. It is done. I, I totally felt the power of God in the dream and then declared to them, it is done. And, and I knew that I was declaring that through the revelation of the Lord and she was still on the floor. Okay. Um, so later in the dream, the young man was thanking me, but, um, in the dream, I wrote this down, but it was a weird, like emotional connection, but I know that he needed to be connected to God and to thank God for what God did, you know? So that's just another illustration that sometimes people have, um, and, and I think I've talked about this here before too, that, but sometimes people have needs emotionally. They're not bad. 
um, but they're also not healed maybe, and they need to really connect and seek the Lord. And so they might see you um, because of what they're seeing is the spirit of God in you. And they want to be connected to you for some reason, but what they really need is the Lord. So I pray that you have that discernment upon you to know um, how to navigate, how to communicate that with gentleness, right, and kindness, but um, but with all discernment and knowledge um, and wisdom. Um, to know how to speak to those people and have them connect to the Lord and to thank God, you know, just, um, yeah. So you have the spirit of God and truth on you for that. So Psalm 126, remember I said the numbers, he was shooting at me and it was two different numbers I got, Psalm 126. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, um, they were like those who dreamed our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongues with songs of joy. When it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. He has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. He restores our fortunes, O Lord, like streams. Those who sow with tears will reap songs of joy. And those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy carrying sheaves with them. So, Father God, we thank you for your word, Lord, even though there might be times, I don't even know that we fully grasp it, God, that we fully understand it, but we know that your hand and your heart is in that, Father, in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father God, Lord, for just escaping the snares of the enemy, even when it's directed specifically towards us, God, that we can escape those things by your mighty right hand. I thank you for your covering, God. I thank you, Father God. Lord, let the purposes and the will of God come forth, God, that you preserved. You preserved for such a time as this, God. So let the healings, let the power of God, whatever demonstration, Lord, that's going to bring your name glory and fame, God, whatever it is you want to do, God, whatever's been assigned to me, that's been assigned to each of these listeners, let it come forth. Let it manifest for your glory, Father God. We thank you, Lord, for helping us to walk in boldness, even in the face of our enemy, God, and, and commanding them and taking authority over them, Father God, that they no longer have a right over us, God, or um, any determination over us, Father God. We thank you for your presence, God, that reveals your power. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, for your presence that brings forth your power. In the name of Jesus, Lord, in our lives, Father God, use our hands, God. Use our feet, Father God. Use, use our mouths, Father God. Lord, and some, if you put microphones in some people's hands, God, let them speak. Let them pray for you. Let them share the testimony of the Lord for you. God, let it reverberate on earth, the testimonies, God on earth as it is in heaven. God, open ears to hear and to see and to know, Father God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that you are the head over all the church, Father God. You say that, Lord. In Jesus' name, the point of the scripture here. We thank you, God, for our churches, Lord, that you are the Lord, God, in First Chronicles twenty nine eleven, that the Lord, you would exalt yourself as head, over all. 
with great power, victory, and majesty. So we thank you for that, Father God. May we stand complete, fully assured in the will of God. We thank you for protection, strength, wisdom, guiding us by your word and your light that produces a fruit-producing, Father, that bringing forth life. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, that was good. Let's open up the phone lines. Here, okay, thank you. Uh, we have 828989. Good evening. Hi, Deborah. It's Jennifer from North Carolina. Good evening. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Good. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Let me mute you for a second and um, pray for you. So, Father God, we thank you. Um, Thank you for Jennifer, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, for your goodness, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for pouring forth upon her. God, in the nature of your will and the nature of your heart and the nature of your purposes, Lord, and just even the very nature of um, where you're having her to stand, Lord, um, the placement, Lord, um, Thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. We thank you for your nature being poured out upon her, God. Yeah, so something about the nature, you know, we have our nature, right? But our nature has been redeemed, um, so we no longer have a sinful nature. Um, I think First Peter talks about that, so that, that's been put to death with the flesh, but, um, you know, made alive by the Spirit, um, and we have a divine nature. So I'm seeing him... Um, like the impartation of his divine nature, even though we're, we're, we have to walk out on earth, as you know, and we walk in places that are purposeful. We walk in places, you know, like David even had places like En Gedi where he went to um, refresh his spirit and his soul with the Lord and to seek him, but then had to also do, you know, fascinating things, how he fought for the Lord, how he served the Lord, was on the front lines um, with the Lord, and the divine nature of God was upon him, but not without the Lord pouring that forth upon him as well. So I'm seeing that type of exchange um, 
you know, and even meditation sometimes um, is a strong correlation for that as well. And um, so I see him again, taking upon him his nature. So then, okay, so let me just read these two verses to you here because James says, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on earth for three years and six months. Second Peter 1, 4, though these, through these, he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises so that by them you may become, become partakers of his divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world on account of lust. So we do live in a sinful world that is, I talk about all that either. <laughs> okay. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, for this exchange of nature, God, and your divine nature, Lord, um, and the power for her to demonstrate that as she walks that out on earth here, Father God. We thank you for that, Lord, and um, I thank you for the renewing and the restoring, the renewing and the restoring in Jesus' name. And, you know, when God does a thing in your heart and in your life that you overcome and you, like, it's like like you earn this authority in it and um, kind of like sure Elijah was gifted and, but he also earned, you know, um, walked things out and, like, uh, earned authority. I don't know if that's the best way how to say it, but I don't know how to describe that very well. But um, but then we can pray for other people or you can pray into that. Even it doesn't have to be necessarily within proximity um, in order to pray for that person and whoever the Holy Spirit, um, you know, leads you to pray for um, and to administer that type of grace and authority over their life um, that you've overcome as well. So um, I know I heard a person um, one time, and I am done praying, but I are praying. Anyways, the... um, I heard a person one time sharing about with a gentleman. He said that he had struggled with um, thoughts of suicide for a really long time. It was just a battle that he went through for whatever reason. And once he overcame that, he used that authority and that, like, to speak life to other people. And then the Lord, and then once he began to, like, steward that, if you will, and to offer that unto other people, the Lord began to just open up different revelations to him of God's life and wholeness and redemption in other areas um, that God just started pouring forth in him. So when we are good stewards, if you will, of all things that he's given us, um, you know, it kind of like breeds more. He says, uh, because in a sense, we're honoring it. We're honoring what God did. And when we honor it, like when we honor his voice um, and we honor his ways, we honor his word, you know, and we're stewarding that really, um, 
you know, then he adds more to that, like, oh, like he's pleased with that. And then he's adding, adding more and adding more. So praise God. Praise God. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Well, I've been through a lot, so I feel like I have, um, I can just relate to a lot of different things, and, um, yeah, it's just, I know he's going to use them for good, everything for good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, yes. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. I'm very expectant. I just, I don't know. I'm really excited right now. I feel like this is an exciting time, you know, for the body of Christ and, you know, just the fellowship that we have, the intimacy that, you know, going, you know, you know, at his feet, bowing at his feet and listening. I keep hearing that, listen, just listen. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, that's good. And, you know, I was reading something um, that reminds me, I was reading something last week from a ministry, sent us a newsletter or something, but they were talking about how um, the Holy Spirit speaks to us like, right, okay, like I'm sure you sense his spirit, like sometimes not just sense it, but like can feel his spirit. I was telling John this sometimes, like sometimes I, I can feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. And then other times it's like he speaks to my conscious mind. He's in my conscious mind, directing my thoughts, directing my and, and I don't necessarily always feel it then. I know this is a strange way, but I think that you would get, most of the people here would get this. But um, so I was reading this article how God does speak to our conscious mind. And it was just, um, so what I was realizing is all the ways that the Lord was speaking to my conscious mind without it. Now, listen, I do get like uh, words of wisdom or depth of revelation, which feels like wisdom sometimes too. Um, and where I'm very aware of his presence and my thoughts, but there are other times where he's just this. My, and reading this, I realized, oh my goodness, this makes sense to me that he's in our conscious minds helping us, um, right? Because we're born again and he cares about our minds because he tells us that he does, you know? And um, so, um, because did you ever go somewhere or do something and you, and you say to yourself, oh, I just thought that was my thought, and then, like, something gets unfolded and you realize that was the Holy Spirit, and you think, yes. well, oh, what if I, like, what if I didn't stop for gas there? I wouldn't have ran into Pam, and then she wouldn't have, do you know what I'm saying? It's just like, how did that happen, you know, where it just, um, mm-hmm. well, I realized, after reading the article, is that God is in our conscious minds. So anyways, last week when we went to the thing we were supposed to, um, our gathering that we went to, I was supposed to write 
my name on the thing. Anyway, so I just wrote Deb because the note card was so short. And so then, and then I wrote my last name. And somebody asked me about my last name, and they were going to be traveling to um, be missionaries in that same country of my husband's last name. So, um, so that was weird that I just did because I said, oh, what do I write on? I'm like, I kind of said it to myself. Oh, what do I write on this note card, you know? And but then I thought, oh, just write your Deb and then your last name. So um, anyway, I thought that was so weird. And when I came home, I was like, oh my, I, I don't think anyone else, not one other person, wrote their last name on their name card. There <laughs> were like 40 people, you know. And then I realized, like, I was supposed to do that. Do you know what I'm saying? Anyway, yes, but the Lord, the Lord was in my, mm-hmm. yes, he was in my conscious mind. So there's just interesting things of how where we're at rest and we're at peace. He just functions through our conscious mind. It's interesting you should say that. My son and I just had a conversation about that, and I was actually asking the Lord to, to speak to me about that. So I think it's. Oh, really? Coincidence that you're talking. Yeah, I don't think it's any coincidence that you're sharing that right now. Oh, yeah. wow. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And so then, you know, sometimes too, like you text somebody or send a message or email or call them. People, some people still call people nowadays. <laughs> and, um, and you think, uh, they think, oh, I was just going to, like, you ask them to go to dinner. Oh, I was just wondering, like, what I should have for dinner, like, at that exact moment, you know. And you realize it's the spirit, but now I have a greater explanation of it. Oh, he's speaking in our conscious mind. That's how he's moving us. And and it's very, I'm noticing it's very gentle. And um, anyway, so I'm just, like, discovering that. I mean, I guess maybe just the practical terms. I mean, I knew that to some degree, but I didn't have the practical terms and application of how that was, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Lord. Yes, yeah, so yeah. very cool for a confirmation for you yes. as well. That was yes. cool. It was. It really was because I haven't heard anybody else say that. And, um, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, wow, the timing. <laughs> Yeah, very cool. <laughs> oh, do you have any other news or anything else to share or pray or contemplate? Uh, I'm I'm in a really really good place right now. I guess I had asked Jeannie last night just to stand in agreement to I, these fleas came out of nowhere. I have two indoor cats and you know they didn't have fleas and. All of a sudden, I just feel like the enemy is attacking me from every which way. So just, I'll just ask you to stand in agreement with me, too, because I am truly believing God. You know, I figure if he can take away the plagues, then, you know, he can take away these fleas with a word. So I'm just, if you could just stand in agreement with me that, I mean, because it's very, um, you know, uh, it's distracting and it's frustrating and it's taking sure. a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Sure. 
Okay. So, Father God, we just thank you for Jennifer, Lord, in Jesus' name. We just pray in agreement, Lord, with the other saints, Father, over her household. We plead the blood of Jesus, Lord, over everything that she loves and stewards and puts her hands to, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we declare it as yours. Let these fleas, Lord, and however they, their reproduction and deposits, Lord, and seeds, Lord, we, we just call them null and void, Father, in the name of Jesus, that this process would cease and desist in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God. Um, in Jesus' name, we pray for um, this Jennifer's uh, protection, God, over this frustration in her spirit, God, that the enemy would distract her in such a manner. Lord, uh, we thank you, Father God, just for taking care of this. We pray for these cats, Lord, um, that you would relieve them from any disease, um, just not disease, but you know what I'm saying, and, and it relieve them of anything painful and ease any ease this condition over them as well, Father God. And, and we just ask, Lord, that you eradicate and expedite this to be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Yeah, these cats are um, pretty special. I, um, I lost all my other cats in a fire, and uh, I had, when I went through my oh, divorce, goodness. I had... I wasn't going to get any more animals because I just, like, I surrendered my life to the Lord and told him that I didn't, you know, I was going to give that up. Um, but he, last year, I found this kitten, and it had a cross on its forehead. And, um, and you know, I knew you it was like him because when I got, yeah, like a cross. Oh, I'm sorry. Like in a um, in a pattern of the fur and the coloration. Yes. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, across yeah, on the forehead, and um, you know, I, someone had just dumped it at a stream. I live in the mountains, and they dumped it at a stream. Just a little kitten, and it was the way that I found it in itself was not typical. So I knew it was the Lord, but when I got drove all the way back up the mountain um, to the cabin, He told me to go back because there was another one and it wasn't I don't know how long it was probably a month in having the second cat I was just laying on the bed with them and he said do you see her pattern you know do you see her forehead and her forehead pattern like the one her name's Christy you know I like to spell it you know Christ <laughs> men but oh, okay. uh, her, yeah, her pattern is um, it's like a nail, he said. So he told me it was a nail. It was the crucifix and a nail. And and that these, you know, cats, he just wanted me to remember what he'd done for me. And um, so I know they're a blessing. I know they're a gift from the Lord. And also, I mean, I can't look at them, care for them, or love them without seeing the Lord and his work and his goodness and I mean, he he restored. He's a god of restoration, and he he restored that. He, I love cats, and I never thought I'd have any again because I, you know, I'd given him that part of my life. You know, like mm-hmm. I didn't want to be tied down. I wanted to be able to go wherever he he sent me and so forth. But I mean, so there was a lot of tears in that surrender. But God is good, and 
Um, yeah, so they're pretty special. And so, yeah, they are, you know, your your prayer meant a lot. They are his. I feel like I am stewarding them for him. Um, just a, as a, a blessing. They're very special because of everything yeah. he's spoken to me through them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so what did you name the second one? I'm just curious. Uh, well, well, I live in North Carolina. He actually named him uh, Christy, you know, C-H-R-I-S-P-Y, and then Carolina. Because I oh, oh, live okay. in North Carolina. Yeah. Okay. And I know he has work for me to do here, and I don't think that was a coincidence that he had me name or Carolina, but um, yeah, yeah it's just like they remind me, you know, that he, he went to the cross for me, and um, I don't know, it's just amazing what God can do when you just surrender and give him everything, and how he restores and blesses, but the enemy is <laughs> just, I know it's not God's will that I struggle with this problem and be distracted from him, especially at a time when he's calling me to dig deeper and to go in the secret place. I still like, with all, I mean, there's just a lot of things coming against me right now. So um, mm-hmm. I really appreciate your prayer. That was amazing. And go back and listen to well, it and stand on it. Yes. Yes, and let even the dream, you know, let that be yours as well, that you can make it through the whatever battle, yes. you know, yeah, that um, unharmed and, un, you know, wounded in any way, you know. Yes. Thank you. I really appreciate you. What God's yeah, doing with you. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining us. God bless you. It's good to be back. Thank you. Good to be here tonight. Yes. Good to be back God here. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. Good night. Good night. Well, um, so I took our dog to the vet the other day because um, he needed to have blood work. And uh, I said, you know, I was driving out there and I was like, I'm just going to pray for him. Like, he hasn't had blood work yet. I haven't had blood work yet. I'm like, I'm going to pray for him. So I, you know, put my little hands on his side, little head. And um, so I just prayed, prayed over him before I went. Well, the vet calls me the next day, which is very unusual. Normally, the blood work takes more than that. So, um, and they didn't leave a message, which normally they leave a message. And so I was like, all right, like this is, they want me, my, my natural thought was, okay, this, he wants me to come in. This is going to cost me more money. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. But anyways, um, when they called the, the pet, he said his blood work, everything is normal. That's what he said. And his liver count, which that's what I guess they were looking at, he said, actually, his liver count went down. It's lower than it was last year. So there's a certain type of whatever they were looking for in the smaller breeds um, and what he has. And so they were trying to ask me, like, I said, oh, really? Wow, that's, like, fascinating. I should tell them that, um, you know, what happened, but... um, Anyways, I was just thanking God that it was nothing. And so he was, like, kind of stammering because they really thought 
dog needed more than that. I said, okay, so then there's no follow-up. Um, and he said, and I said, doesn't sound like there's any follow-up work with him. And he said, nope, I guess not. And I said, okay, well, thank you so much for returning my call, yada, yada. So praise God for that. Um, I'm thankful for that. I don't want to be wise in my own eyes. Uh, that's for darn sure. And so I was just thankful to the Lord for really he cares whatever we, whatever our cares and concerns are, we give those to Christ. They become his cares and his concerns and he carries them for us, you know, and even in my dream of things being, you know, the enemy, you know, and being marked, you know, to be taken out, like you're part of the one I'm going to take you out and then turning Okay, by the grace of God, literally by the grace of God, and then turning and then your enemy, you know, loving my enemy. Okay, yeah, so there's something to how God shapes us and forms us into his likeliness, because he is the restorer. He does. Those that set an ambush are only setting themselves up. Okay, so we have to remember that as well and not necessarily rejoice, but no, I can get through this because it's ambush is really, they're setting themselves up, not me. So I want to pray for, um, if anyone else wants prayers, just push one on your keypad or want to share anything. That'd be awesome. We still have time for that. Um, but I do want to share a prayer for two people, Madeline, Madeline, Madeline. She, um, I don't know if we prayed for her before here. Um, it would have been last Christmas time, just before that. Excuse me. She had a um, tumor in her, a mass growth in her chest, and they removed it. She went to, like, proton radiation or something of the sort. Um, doing great, and then up and at it, went back to dance class. She was only 11. Well, it was just discovered and announced uh, today, I believe, that um, or this week, that they found a, um, some sort of growth in her neck. So we just want to pray for her over that. I'm not sure what that is. I don't know if it's cancerous, but they probably are going to remove that. And then also our nephew, he's, um, oh gosh, let me think, he's, he's about 30 to 33 years old, married, um, has three children. Um, a handful of years ago, he had an unexpected brain tumor. He's had a seizure, really. Uh, had a seizure, fell, really big guy, super healthy. He actually works for like Tree of Life type of thing, or he did it one time, or maybe he works for another company now, but that type of, like, just healthy person, him, both him and his wife, and, um, but, like, a really big guy, six-something, I don't know how many pounds, he just, like, fell over, and he almost, I think he dislocated his shoulder from the seizure and from falling, so they had to take care of both that, the seizure, and his shoulder at the time, and they discovered the brain tumor, they removed it. He went through radiation. Literally, there was communities praying for him, which I'm sure there will be again. And so they just discovered that um, his brain tumor came back. So I just want to pray over Andrew and Madeline. 
um, just the preservation of the two young people. Let's just pray now. Father God, we pray and we curse these cancers. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, they speak, Lord, over their bodies for health and wholeness. We thank you for your resurrection power and the blood of Jesus, Lord, to be upon them, Father God. We thank you for the wisdom, for the staff and preservation, Lord, keeping watch over them, God, preserving them and keeping them, Lord, sustaining their lives, God, with multifunctions and no loss, God, no loss other than the removal of tumors. God, whether that be by your hand and dissolving or the doctor's hand by resolving, God. We ask, Lord, for your miracles. We ask for your heart. We ask for your compassion and your mindfulness towards them. We thank you for your presence and your power to be upon. Oh, they're both in their heads like in the head area. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for even preserving the um, mind of Christ and the voice of Christ, God. I thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Goodness, I don't know what's happening. Okay. We have caller 251-342. Good evening. Who am I speaking to? Good evening. This is Latrice from Alabama. Oh, good evening, Latrice. Okay, let me pray for you. I don't know why my voice all of a sudden is scratchy. That's where I don't know if the enemies are trying to attack me. Okay, I'll have none of that. In Jesus' name. So, Lord, we thank you for Latrice, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for rising her up, raising her up, God, raising her up, Lord, in the name of Jesus, raising you up. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord, for being the glory and the lifter of her head, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that she does not need to fear, as Psalm 3 says, the tens of the thousands, Father God. But you preserve, you protect, you sustain her, God, and that she will rise up, God, and you deliver her for. You are the glory and the lifter of her head, Father God. So I thank you for the raising up, rising up. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. So I don't know if it's the raising you up. Yes, Latrice. Yes, Latrice. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. And he is raising you up. So we thank you, Lord, for the journey, for the story, for even the preparation, God, and the raising up, Father. Jesus' name. Okay, hold on. Um, Back here. Okay. 
Okay, let me look at this a couple because that's in the book of John. Yeah, so all of these raising up verses, how God has not only Oh, it says this now. God, I was going to say, this raising up verses, all of them have to do with the resurrection power of God. So it says now, 1 Corinthians 6, 14, now God has not only raised the Lord, but also will raise us up through his power. So, um, anyway. Okay, so we're raised up with him and seated in heavenly places. And the prayer of faith will restore the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. Yeah, being okay, raised up. The Lord is raising you up, but it definitely has something to do with his resurrection power. And um, the other verse from Ephesians about raising us up um, to sit um, in heavenly places. So, but the still has the demonstration of his power. So, he is um, raising you up. There is purposeful. I just see him, like, even by name, I see him by name raising you up, just picking you up, raising you up, like, and it's, like, pur- purposeful um, in his timing. Um, like, so, um, like, almost I'm saying it is time. And so, um, and by name. So, praise God. That's cool. Amen. I received the word on this evening, Deborah. <laughs> oh. It's an awesome word. I received it. In oh, Jesus' name. Amen. And I yeah. would like uh, for you to pray uh, regarding my finances. And uh, the people that are on my prayer list agree with me as touching for them and their uh, prayer request. And I uplift my college and classmates these last weeks of testing. Okay. Okay, so your finances, your prayer list, and your college classmates in this last week of testing. Yes. Okay, praise God. Yes. Hey, my voice is back. Did you see that? Uh, I don't here. know. What to... <laughs> okay, praise God. Okay, let me close your phone line. I'll come back after I pray. After I pray. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, and we just said, Lord, Therese, Father, and her, Lord, we start with her prayer list, Father. We thank you, Father God, for those that are in need and that those are asking, whether asking, seeking, and knocking, God, and, and I pray that those that are hungry and thirsty for the things of the Lord, that they shall be filled by you, Father God, and you meet with them, God, and administer Great grace, Lord, and mercy. Even this evening, Lord, your mercy stretches far into the evening, God. Let the mercy of God be upon that list, God, that you illuminate it, 
Father, and answering those prayers, Father. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your living water and your refreshing to be imparted and instilled unto them, Father. In Jesus' name. And Lord, we pray for Latrice's finances as well, God. We thank you, Lord. Um, one time, Lord told me when I was praying over finances, he told me to pray for the wisdom and provision. And so generally, I'll pray that over other people. Um, so I pray for the wisdom and every provision um, that Latrice has need of, Father God. And I thank you, Lord, um, again, by your blood, you do. You resolve and dissolve things by your blood, Father God. We thank you for your creative solutions. Um, God, and resolutions and finances, Lord. So I, I thank you for keeping her eyes open um, and her ears open, Father, to your ways um, and to seeing how creative you are, God, in making provisions for your people, Lord. And I thank you, Father God, um, that she would have a keen ears and eyes to hear and to see and to know um, that it is by your leading. God, and so I, I thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, as she's committing her way that you direct your steps, you direct her steps, God, to the things that she has made up in Jesus' name. And Lord, we pray over her college classmates, Father God, as they prepare for the last week of testing. Lord, I pray that they would be diligent. Lord, I know your word says in Proverbs 18:15 that the heart of the discerning acquires knowledge and the ears of the wise seek it out. So we thank you for those study skills that there would be no procrastination. Father God, that they have the ability and the capability with the mind of Christ to follow through, Lord, and to um, that you would give them the means and the reasoning to study and to retrieve and to test well, God, and passing scores, God, even do better um, than they could ask, think, or imagine. So we ask for your blessings and your success upon Latrice's testing and her classmates' testing, God. And we thank you, Lord, uh, that you would just use these people as ministers of your mercy as well to the community. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And I do thank you yet again, Deborah, and continue to see the blood over your life, your family's life, and we count it all done and ask that he meet every need that you may have before you even ask in Jesus' name. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. God bless you. And good to hear your voice. Thank you. And Good to be here. Yeah. Good night. <laughs> Good night. Honored to pray with you all here. So thank you so much. So again, if you do have, uh, we have a few more minutes, about 10 more minutes, if you have a prayer request or want to share um, anything or a praise, you're welcome to uh, press 1 on your keypad, and I'll open up your phone line or share, I say, a praise a testimony. Praise God for that. Let me see, Lord, if there's any other testimony that I might have. Father, thank you how you cross our paths with your goodness and your mercy, Lord. 
and your truth. Lord, I thank you for your truth. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. So, thank you, Lord. Um, so, we're, for those of you that weren't here earlier, we were talking about dreams. And, um, you know, the Lord says in those last days, he will pour out. So in end times, he's going to be pouring out dreams. So be paying attention to your dreams um, and writing them down. It's best to, um, when you write a dream down, as soon as you can, as you're remembering it, even if you have just like vague memory, like, oh, yeah, I had a dream. You know, you got to have a cup of coffee in you or whatever. Um or if you're walking out the door, like let's say you're going in the car, it's good to use like your voice memo to start talking about it or start writing it down and journaling it because more will come to you, um, you know, because Hebrew says when we draw near to God with a sincere heart and the full assurance of faith, that means like, hey, I know this is you, Lord. I'm sincere in this. And um, all of your attention, all of your focus is on the sincerity of what the hell the Lord is speaking to you and wanting to know and wanting to discover <clears throat> what it is he's uh, revealing to you and speaking and teaching and, you know, whatever else it might be. So um, that's good. And then write down as many details as you can in the dream, even if it was like you crossed the street. Well, did you cross the street on the left side or the right side? I mean, I would write literally as many, whatever you see and know, um, I would determine to write that down so that you have it, date it for a future time so you know. Um, It could be a continuation to another dream that you had, another piece to your story, to your journey, to your path. Okay, 972-365. Good evening. This is Rhonda. Good evening, Sister Deborah. Good to hear your voice and welcome back. Thank you. Thank you so much. Good to be here and good to hear your voice as well. I have a uh, prayer request. Uh, for I have a little niece. Well, she's a great niece. And she's been having a lot of uh, issues lately. Her name is Harley, K-A-R-L-E-I-G-H. And uh, she has a phone because, uh, you know, her mom and her uh, dad is not together. So her mom had got her a phone. So she could be able to communicate with her dad. Well, the phone done kind of got her in trouble. So I had went and talked to her, uh, like, last weekend and had prayed for her. But I just uh, would like prayer for her as well. And um, also, I think in a couple of weeks, the kids here in Texas will be starting back to school. So I would like uh-huh. prayer uh, for the kids because they have grandkids and, uh, like I said, great nieces and ne- great nephews that are heading back to school, so I would like prayer for all of them. Okay, absolutely. Absolutely pray for you. Thank you so much for joining us. Let me unmute you for a second and pray, and then I'll come back. Because I know you're at work, too. So, Okay, so, Father, we thank you. Lord, uh, for Carly, Rhonda's niece, Lord, in Jesus' name, we, we pray, God, the preservation 
of just your stillness, God, of just um, the simplicity of hearing you, God, um, and the restoration of innocence to her, Father God. In Jesus' name, we pray for her, Father, because, Lord, you really do care about our minds. When you've given us love and power, we thank you for grafting her in and sending forth, just lavishing your love upon her, Father God, in Jesus' name. We thank you that you restore all things in the name of Jesus, God, that you uproot whatever needs to be uprooted, that there would be no lasting effects of anything. Lord, um, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for restoring to her tenfold, God, Let her have a restoration in the name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, I thank you, Father God, that you would provide solutions, Lord, for communication with her Father. In Jesus' name. Thank you, God, for the solutions for her to connect with her earthly father and, of course, her heavenly father. But um, just the solutions, God, let it be solution-based. And we thank you, Father, for restoring above and beyond, God, what the enemy tried to wedge in there. In Jesus' name, thank you for it. by means and measures and bounds and so like those um, yeah the things that are purposefully designed for her to walk in in this land God for her where she's to take dominion Father we thank you Lord that those are purposed by measured and means and bounds by you God let those be hers Lord in Jesus' name. And just like, I don't know, for some reason, I'm remembering this pastor at one of these churches we went to, they walked on a property to see if they were to purchase that property, and they actually tripped over a rock. And the Lord spoke the words to him, upon this rock, you will build my church. So they actually dug the rock out of the soil, which is kind of a, kind of a you know, decent-sized boulder. And they, you know, anchored it into a position where you could kind of see it, you know, like coming into the church or whatever. So, um, but I see that, like her, there's a land, but it's purposed by the Lord um, for her to walk in. So we thank you for that, for her. And I pray for um, the other family members in the school starting in Texas in a couple of weeks and probably across the globe, but specifically as Rhonda had asked for over her family members and loved ones, Um, beginning school we thank you lord Uh, just give them a heart to learn god um, and to take in uh, what you have for them father god i thank you lord that they wouldn't be distracted with the things around them distracted uh, with the things of this world god but you would keep them focused you would keep them anchored in you and preserved in you father god in jesus name protect their eyes God, and their feet, Lord. Um, Lord, let them not see what they don't need to see or hear what they don't need to hear. God, and direct their steps, Lord, and, and speak to their conscious minds, God, in such a way that they follow. 
Father. So we thank you, Lord, um, just again for your steadfast love that endures forever. And giving them a successful school year, God, academically, socially, emotionally, um, you know, mentally, God, with clarity and, um, and confidence, Father, just bless them in every way we can, God, um, within their growing, God, just as Jesus grew with wisdom and stature and favor, with God and man, let it be so for them as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. And I, I heard you talking about a dream you had earlier, and I had a dream. Sometimes I have maybe like two or three dreams a night, but this it was a dream that kind of woke me up because me and my husband, we were somewhere in a house. I don't know where we were at, but we were somewhere in a house. But what was crazy, when we looked up, we seen a whole bunch of ants with wings on the wall. And not only were they on the wall, we looked around, and they was, like, everywhere. Like, you know, as you was walking to come outside, they was everywhere. And in that dream, I heard uh, famine, and I woke up. But it oh, was really? weird. Yeah, I don't know what part of the country we was in, but it was flying ants with wings. And I'm talking about they were in the maybe thousands of millions, like gathered all on the wall. And, uh, I mean, they were everywhere. It was weird. And uh, it was me and him. I think it was some more people there, but we was inside of a house. And it was weird. But as I was in that dream, I heard famine, and then I woke up. So I was like, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, let me see if I can see flying ants in here. I'm, I'm not, um, yeah, I bet you it's not in here, but the, yeah, you know, I when you, I'm reminded that somebody said, um, yeah, space flying ants aren't in here. But um somebody was saying something about there was like scarcity of food in a certain areas. Um and I don't know where that is. Like um I don't think I paid close enough attention because I think my mind was thinking how come I haven't heard about this and how could that be how could that be so if it's in America, like how could one state have food and another state cannot? Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, ma'am. Uh, yeah, so I don't know where they were this person was talking about like uh yeah, I'm not sure where that is, but huh, that's interesting. Thank you for sharing that here. And, yeah, I mean, I think I would look up to, I don't know what causes flying ants to come out. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, let me see. Maybe let me look up ants. Let me see if ants is in here. If you have just one more minute. Um, Oh, yes, ma'am. And let me see if that...
Okay. Now let's say here, like ants are hardworking cooperation with others' ability to prepare, which is interesting with your dream. Economy, industrial. So that's interesting that it, because it kind of goes, even though they're talking about the regular ants, I don't know what makes a flying ant, what makes the difference, like why they, interesting. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I'm going to yeah, ponder see, that. They, these here was pretty, these were like the bigger ants. Uh, you know, like sometimes when you go inside, uh, like a, when you see an ant mound outside, and they be the small yeah. ones, but if you, like, dig down in it, you see, like, some with, like, the white wings on them, and they be off in there. I don't know if those are, like, the queen ants or the mom or dad ants, but I think it was kind of like that. But I know they had, all of the ants had, like, white wings on them. So, I got, <laughs> I, I, I was uh, tired yesterday. I had to do a lot to help my little neighbor, bless her heart, and I asked that you... Keep her in your prayer as well. She's uh, 83, and, you know, uh, she has a lot going on, and I try to help her. So that me being tired might have uh, been the cause of that crazy dream, but I just thought it was kind of odd <laughs> that <laughs> it was like we was inside of a house, and it's like we looked at the wall, and we was like, what is that? And it was, I mean, just full of, like, flying ants. Now, they hadn't got on us yet, but it was like a lot. And they was just on the wall, and then as we turned around and looked, they was, like, gathering everywhere, and it was like I, all I heard was famine, and then I woke up. I don't even know where the word famine came from. All I know is I mm-hmm. heard famine, and then I woke up. So. Well, that's definitely something I, to ponder and to yeah. see how the Lord would, um, you know, speak into that or, yeah, yeah. Thank you for sharing. I wrote that down on today's date with your name on it. So. Oh, yes, ma'am. You're welcome. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Okay. Well, um, uh, let's just pray into that. So, Father, Lord, um, we thank you, Lord, how when you speak, Lord, we are listening, God, and we're setting this before you. Lord, with open hearts, that you direct, Lord. Um, we know you gave this to Rhonda, Father God, Lord, if there be any other aspects, Lord, we ask you to put them in her path, Lord, and that you renew her mind to this dream, God, as well as those that are listening, um, that we could put pieces together, God, of your understanding and distinguishing, God, because we were even talking this evening about dreams in the end times. God, so um, if we need to gather together and um, be productive over famine in the house of the Lord, God, then you teach us, God, prepare us again more and more, God, in the practical living aspects of how to do this, Father. And we are, Lord, if there's those that are doing it we are unaware of, then connect us to that so that we might know so that we can walk in your ways, God. So we thank you. We trust you as our provision, um, as our provider, 
And we are looking to you, God, today, tonight, and the days ahead, Lord, um, and we thank you for speaking to us. And, and I lay my dream that I had last night before you, Father, and just ask that you, um, even the parts that just seem fragmented and like a jigsaw puzzle or whatever, different scenes or whatever, Lord, I ask you, Father, to help me. I ask for the interpretation, um, and I ask for the right door to be opened um, as I am knocking. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You have a blessed week, Sister Deborah. And thank you for uh, even sharing the word that you shared tonight, and thank you for expounding, you know, on the things that the Lord gives for you to share, you know, and share with us. Because, like I say, it's it's a blessing in more ways than you could ever imagine. And I know, uh, I'm sure, other people that get on here can attest to that, too, that, you know, getting on here and listening uh you know, to the word being ministered and then you praying and sharing and just different things. I know it blesses a lot of people because there's a lot of stuff that people are having to go through now and just to be able to, in the comfort of your home and like even me at work, just dial a number and be able to hear the word being ministered and you you can feel a flow of the Holy Spirit through everything that you're sharing. It's a blessing. And um, like I said, more ways than you can imagine. So I just, again, thank you for being available and for being there and being obedient. Well, thank you. Thank you for your word of encouragement. And I know the Holy Spirit used you. Thank you so much um, for joining us as well. So good to be here tonight and to hear you and to be able to share. And um, thank you. I appreciate that. God bless you. Yes, God bless you too. Take care. Okay, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Um, oh, that's a wrap. So we're going to wrap it up for tonight. Um, God bless you. Uh, may the peace of God be with you. In Jesus' name. <laughs>